0: Five, four, three. Two, this is the chop up, trying to get
1: chopped up, not get slapped up. You already know. And we got What's another like, celebrity Q? in it. We got another What's celebrity up? in the building. We got What's another up? celebrity. We actually have a a um a legendary tag team in the building. You know what I'm saying? Q, go ahead and she introduce yourself her. to the people. Yeah. Introduce yourself to the people, I, you know what I'm, I'm saying? Let them know Mom who
2: you are. I'm Robinson. Is. I debated with Julisa my freshman year, and she asked me to tune in tonight to join this conversation that you all were having. So thanks for having me.
0: Hey, hey and to, to the viewers, Q being humble, she being, she being you know what I mean? They, you know what I mean? They, this is the debater of the
1: decade. Like the entire <laughs> 2020,
0: like 2010 to 2020. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the entire, so like a 10 year span. Yeah, they did that. You
1: know what I'm saying? So we got some legends in the building. You feel me? We're like, the the chop-up has been blessed. You feel me? Toya will be proud. You know what I mean? Because I don't (laughs) think, you know what I mean, nobody else, only y'all will be able to fill those shoes. Uh, Now, I want to get into this comment before we get, uh, before we get cued, because we got to, we got to go back to the first chop. We got to get your perspective on the cold shit. You know what I'm saying? Uh, But my man, Bobby O, shout out to Bobby O. He said, not putting the burden on the violated people or persons, but isn't a part of all this to try to know the vibes of a space before you walk into it. Meaning know the possibilities that there may be men who try to shoot their shot or touch up on you. And that clearly at the present period, these boys are not taking accountability for themselves. So what am I a woman going to do to combat these possible threats before i encounter them maybe roll with a male friend or group of friends etc
3: maybe conceal and carry maybe a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not, I'm,
1: I'm just, no 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 hey I, I, i'm taking i'm laughing at your seriousness they're that, that serious you don't have yeah.
3: any right to put your hands on me and you don't have any rights to make me feel unsafe or you know be aggressive and you know what i'm talking about when i say group it all like you're not supposed to be doing that so for one, is thinking about how do you proactively protect yourself? However that makes, like, however you approach that. Sometimes when I was on campus, I would carry pepper spray at night because I have to walk almost a mile back to the dorms where my apartment is. Sometimes when I went to protest, you know, allegedly, well, whatever. But I feel like you have to protect yourself in one capacity. And on the other capacity, you have to be pushing the black men around you and the men around you to check them to create some accountability in the space. Like, I'm like, if I'm going to a place where I know I can potentially open to violence, not just because of the space externally, but because as George said, internally, I'm also looking for black men to be in that space to be like, whoa, bro, you need to chill out. Hey, hey, we gotta get this new guy. Who, he, he, whoop, whoop. I need y'all to be a little bit more proactive. They say protect the black woman. Um, I'm saying I protect myself, Jalisa protects herself, but also protect the black woman. Like, where is the, the more community mobilization in that sense in in those spaces? Whose job is it or jobs to hold people accountable when this kind of stuff happens? If you know that it's people harassing women in the group, every time y'all go out, it's the same niggas trying to touch everybody booty when we out in the street and thinking nobody paying attention or some wild stuff. Like, what is you doing to check, check that, that nigga. Nigga.
1: Yeah, check that nigga. That's facts. Go ahead and join in the conversation, Q. We want to get you started first with uh uh no, I, we I'm, can I'm, let you chime in.
0: How what's your, what's your thoughts on what's going on right now? Give give us give,
1: give I want to. hear the J. Cole shit. I, wanna, Cole I want to hear the J. Cole shit. J. Cole fan ass nigga. <laughs> okay, update
2: so, me.
1: Oh uh, have you heard the song? No. Okay, so J. Cole uh we put out a put out a song. Um, where he was responding to a lot of the criticism that was levied his direction by no name um in terms of what rappers are doing right um, so in this song, uh he's self reflexive on being like that considered like the deep rapper, even though he doesn't feel like that uh that title is appropriate, but he he expresses uh no name's tone hitting him the wrong way um so from the perspective of during this time period a rapper with j cole's type influence and him putting out a song which seems to focus on criticizing a black woman and her approach to criticizing black men what is your initial response
2: yeah i honestly think that that's a common tactic that black men do which is like when women levy claims or arguments against you they always have a lineup that says that you went about it in the wrong way and that you should have done it in X, Y, Z way. And I think that men are always critical of women. And I think that that ultimately is what creates um, a mentality where women don't feel comfortable expressing themselves in, in full, in, in, in argument. And I think that, so I think that I, I don't, I can't imagine what the argument is in defense, to be honest, because I just think that. Um, you know, her, yeah, her style and approach, what didn't he like about it? Like, what, what was he criticizing?
1: He was saying that, because, like, it, you think... <laughs> hey, I'm
0: sorry, that question is so simple, but it's just like, what is he criticizing?
1: <laughs> well, essentially, um... Hey, two, I think saying... Q, you might need some
0: earphones or something, Q, or put your mic on uh, on mute whenever you ain't talking. I'm hearing a, 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 a little
1: feedback. uh essentially, what it—I mean, what it was was really uh, all you could really say it was is that um, it, it was the it was her aggression. He was saying that he was feeling like, and and, and which is a part of Cole's theme was that is, is that you know when we talk to the people that we feel like don't have the information that we have, we should be more. Um, We should be more understanding and open with them, and not come at them in a way that would make them push back or want want to fight back.
0: (laughs) Hey, 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 Q. This 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 is my take on it right here. I think, especially after hearing you talk about it, especially hearing hearing what you just said too, I feel like it was it was it was so straight to the point. It's basically like you know Martin Luther King's criticism and letter to Birmingham. Well, he say that the, you know what I'm saying, the white moderates, we got to worry about because they'll say, hey, I agree with your goal, but I don't agree with the way that you're going about getting your goal. It's literally what J. Cole said to goddamn.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't say.
0: Yeah. I nah, fam, it. it is, fam. I agree with your, toll, your goal, but I do not agree with what you're saying. That's literally what J. Cole is saying, fam. He literally saying what he said, Martin Luther King said that white moderates tell niggas. I, I mean, agree with your goals, but I don't agree with your tactics.
3: I, I feel like it's really great to see Q's face. I know her pretty well. <laughs> I I remember, and I still remember a situation at Texas, uh, you know, when we were competing and the way that, um, you know, we were talking to uh, a team of, of black men and the way that they were kind of engaging us on these very questions kind of demonstrated to me that there's a feedback loop that like sometimes you are trying to tell me to not give you the energy that you then produce. So when you tell me to calm down or fix my tone or to, to sort of like fix my face, how I'm saying it, check my attitude, like the message is good queen, just like how you giving it. Um, that's a problem. And if I didn't have an attitude before, I probably got one now. Like, um, Mm -hmm.
0: It makes it
3: condescending, like I said earlier. It makes me less open. But um, I hope Q can remember that incident and just like <sighs> that's exactly how I feel about this situation, Karam. Um, you know, gratefully that that was able to be resolved by um student dialogue and, and one of our colleagues, Ignacio Evans, uh, you know, great sage advice. But OG Iggy. OG Iggy had it, but I uh, the
2: egg. it was a moment. Okay. I'm going to talk for a second. Hopefully it's okay. But I'm logging in on my computer if it starts being really um, aggressive again. But I think, you know, you just can't ever justify tone policing. There's really not a justification for it. Affect is someone that people have the right to. Anger, people have the right to. And I think when you tell Black women in particular that they need to channel that anger in a way that's more comfortable for you, then you don't really understand how much space you're taking up in the first place so I think that that's a misconception J Cole has is that they're both equally they both have the right to X amount of space and that she's coming at him in a way that would shut him down but he needs to really reflect on why is it that criticism makes you uncomfortable why is it that um, being confronted with your own values and your own lack of values towards black women why does that make you mad if he had a reasonable response he would have just said it. But the fact he had to come at it and criticize her for her tone says exactly what George was saying. You know, he doesn't have a criticism for the action. He just has a criticism for the way that she went about it. And, you know, that that pisses me off, really.
1: Yeah, and that's why I, and I hate that. I'm a, I mean, it's not y'all. Like, it's the, it's a group of people that they know who they are. And I'm sure they watching, and I got to agree with them in a world where it's like, ah, I want to push back. I want to have a knee jerk reaction. I want to be able to say to these people who look for reasons that, that there's something else there. You feel me? But I can't do that. Like, I think Q is hundred percent right when she says that there's, you can't justify tone policing. Some messages require uncomfortability in order to learn. You gotta feel a certain type, excuse me, you gotta feel a certain type of way to learn. And I think with men, especially when it comes to like our comfortability, like in our manhood, in our masculinity, you feel me, in our, whether we're talking about patriarchy, uh, all of that shit, and our misogyny, you know what I'm saying? There's a comfortability there that gets shifted, that gets staggered. Yeah, you know I mean, when strong sisters is especially because niggas don't see the, the misogyny of, you know, what I'm saying in the the, the movement, you know, what I mean, because the movement is, is, is like that strong black man image. That's a part of the movement. So niggas don't see the misogyny there. So when it's like, yeah, my sister, I get it. But it's like, no, nigga, if you get it, <laughs> then get it. You feel me? And that's all it need to be. You got it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Anything after that is you trying to justify the problematic shit that had the sister pissed off in the first place. Yeah, you know I mean that's what niggas ain't getting. That Q uh, says she gonna hop back on. Um,
0: yeah, man, we so, gotta be uh, closing the conversation though. We gotta be,
3: no, uh, helping you know, hoping get you really back. First, I gotta ask you though. So, what do you think? Like, so when I'm tired, because uh, I'm already tired, do I just tag you in? Or whatnot. Because even this idea that Black women have some role in like nurturing uniquely or in teaching, like I'm exhausted. I'm sure you all are exhausted. But in terms of what are we doing, and in terms of like if you two get the message and you two understand and we on the same page, then can I kind of like pull back some and then you go out and teach and learn and, and, and raise the community and whatnot? Or is it everybody's role to educate? Is it everybody's role to teach? And I ask that because if Black women, are doing disproportionate amount of emotional labor how do we redistribute that to some of you niggas who can do it and understand so it can be heard because sometimes like it's not just i'm not going to change how i'm saying something i need you to hear me how i said i said what i said and other times i'm like okay you need someone to teach you this message or to understand this or to grapple with this or to break this down or work through this you know Everybody should go to therapy. Black people don't go to therapy enough. Black men, black women, therapy, mental health services can be good. But at the same time, just like individually. So when I'm tired, do I just tag you in? George Damo, when me and Q are like, OK, we exhausted because on Twitter, everybody didn't tell us that we need to um, be more accessible. We read too many books. we be asking niggas to do too much. And we need to fix our tone. Like me and K- we need to No, nah,
0: I think it think gotta be a redistribution of that labor. I think it has to be a redistribution of that labor, especially if I'm coming from the perspective that I know that privilege tends to listen to privilege. Or if you don't like the understanding of privilege, power tends to listen to power. So I know that literally I can copy and paste shit that white man, I can I can I can literally repeat some shit that black women have been saying for a hundred years. Ain't nobody it might fall on deaf ears. But me me saying it, you know what I'm saying, to other black men might make it where the message is heard differently because I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? But that's the reason why I take up the shit that I take up in terms of talking about black LGBTQ issues and talking about black women because I know that power is more likely to listen to power. And how I see it in terms of re- redistribution power is if, if you gotta always already be expected to be tied and be tied and being sick and tired of being sick and tired, I think that it makes it where you always exhausted and you always just kind of depleted and got no energy to kind of give. So I think like it has to require some type of redistribution. You feel me? I know in liberal white spaces, they use the terminology of being an ally. Are you an ally? You an ally, Jaleesa. You an ally. And my mind is like, shit, let's go to the next level of the ally shit. You gonna ride with me? You're gonna be an accomplice. You feel me? Is you gonna put yourself on the line like I put myself on the line? You know what I'm saying? If I'm putting myself on the line in terms of being tired of going to jail or being cute, is you gonna match the energy? Or is you gonna just send me out a tweet and say say your name or some shit like that? You know what I'm saying? And in my mind, it's like, it's not tagging in. It's got to be some type of redistribution. But I recognize as a, that, that, that other Black men have to take on a, an accountability and a responsibility to allow for it to be an expectation for this redistribution of wealth. Oh, I mean, real wealth. Wealth, too, but also labor. i meant to say labor, not wealth. Labor. 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 With
2: your my broke
0: ass. My broke I ass.
2: I really quickly that it seems like the whole argument stems from the, like not understanding black women when they speak and the affect surrounding black women and that's pretty problematic because i think that yes it does require redistribution of power but i think why can't it be heard when like when women say it like i guess i'm still unpersuaded by the argument that there has to be a redistribution of power because that always seems kind of power to men and says, let you tag team this for me and figure it out for me. And, you know, the issue with that is I don't love the idea of me disseminating. It's like telling black people, hey, I would love it if you would articulate your message in a demeanor that is more civil or more productive for the space that we're in. And it's like, why is that requirement upon black women? You know, black men hate professionalism but why is that requirement on black women then to figure out a way to communicate it to you that you understand it? And I think that the idea that you can't understand criticism when it comes from a woman's mouth, if it's negative, why is J. Cole totally fine with people rapping in songs about him, but not a black woman criticizing him? Like, mm-hmm. what? Wh- why is he okay with that and not the other? Why is it that you can have a civil conversation with some men who call him out and he
1: can't have a civil conversation with a black woman who calls that that. I don't understand. And uh, that, and that's the that's that weakness. That, and that I right there is it's thank you. The <laughs> biggest issue. No, I mean that that hit the nail right there on the head. Like what? you did it. I mean, you you like when it came to little pump. Like he he took some shots, but he he said he specifically said he was he was bothered. <laughs> he was he was specifically bothered with no name. You feel me? But Q, what I what I what I want to ask you though is from when we talk about like that that learning dynamic though, right? Like how do how do we go about that? Like because it's some it's clearly a a a barrier that needs to be overcome a communication barrier because when the when black women express the threat of violence the fear of violence you know what I'm saying, like amongst black people, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't really rise to the level of when black, of like when black men express, you know what I'm saying, their fear of death and violence when we talk about the system, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, we, we men have to take a, a responsibility in terms of being able to do that. And, and, and even if it's, it's negative, but in, in a world where like th- we know that this obstacle exists, like this barrier exists, yeah. You know I mean, who like how do we decide who gives in? You know what I'm saying? Cause somebody got to in order for in order for the shit to progress. So how do we decide, like, I like uh Jaleesa said, like, who's the teachers, who's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah,
2: but I think that, you know, they have been keeping, you know, I mean, so gender fucking truth, you know, has been saying for the longest time, you know, I want I mean, there is the lesson, it's a question of why isn't it being taken out by the public, and I think that there's an investment in keeping masculinity in the hands of, like, you know, hyper-masculine men, and I think that, you know, so, when you ask what to do next it's almost the same question it's like asking a black person you know like that how do we fix the race problem it <laughs> i'm not the one invested in it so i couldn't tell you how to fix it honestly um you have to tell me what you're willing to give up in order to really be uh, you know redistribute to black women and i think that you know the issue I have with redistribution is it's still so invested in power, and I think that
0: it is invested in that.
1: And
2: and um, yes. power doesn't go away, though.
3: I feel like you. I feel like at some point there are power relations and dynamics between all of us. In, for example, a organizing space, like you know, when we, you know, back at Rock Shock Invisible Hawk, we experienced a lot of these kind of sticky dynamics. And at some point, it's just like I need black men to talk to other black men, nice. I don't have no time right now to do none of
2: this. I'm exhausted. Read a book. Uh, I don't know. I'm probably this is why I'm the like worst protester because I end up just engaging in dialogue with people. And it does <laughs> to the point of my own detriment because, um, you know, I I think that there are a lot of black men who are willing to be and are willing to be put in their spot. I think that you've got to have both organizers, black women and black men, be able to work pro but obviously that's not going to happen and historically has never happened. Um, so I don't know, my inability to answer that question is kind of why I felt screwed going at protests that I've been going to because, you know, you're either pegged, you're, 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 yeah, there's an expectation of respectability upon black women in particular, especially in zones of protest and the idea of civility and how to act and all of that home policing all ties back to one another. So I think that just hearing Black women for what they have to say, regardless of the tone they do it in, and spreading that message is really important because a lot of times men can't criticize the actual words that Black women are saying. They can only criticize the method in which they go about it.
3: So, I said reading is fundamental because like, I think black women offer some of that language and lexicon as the sort of like vehicle or curriculum to relearn and to teach one another. I'm not saying that I think black women by any means to just sort of abdicate power to black men to teach themselves. That sounds like a horrible idea, but I'm just saying like there has to be some acknowledgement of more energy from black men, hyper performing hyper masculine performing black men in these spaces. Cause it's like, uh can't do this alone. As many people as I want to dialogue with, it does wear onto me after the fifth time I've I've engaged in something or sort of, you know, repeated myself or exhausted myself. I'm not mad necessarily, but it's like I, I don't need to hear like you don't like how Jay is saying it. Like, and I don't like that I have to say it is where we end. Yeah, at.
0: man. Cause in my mind, it's like it's like white folks telling Malcolm X he needs to tone this shit down. He'd be more nicer. It's like, man, listen. That don't that don't negate my message because you don't like the envelope I gave you the damn letter in man read my goddamn letter and stop worrying about the glitter and shit on top of it get get to it now and I think that that's 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 the part that I think that when son he's saying talk to me nice becomes dangerous because we know that dudes be so lost in the sauce of masculinity they literally believe that a woman talking to them nice must mean they're interested and if you show me any interest woman goddammit if I give you an advance you better not turn me down. And that's how we literally have, or we have this chop say her name, and we have Olu Tawin, or, or say, Olu Tawin, or we have literally a whole bunch of black women being violated in spaces where they're going to advocate for the survivability and livelihood of black men, and they're being violated by black men. It's like that shit don't make no sense.
2: And I can't tell you the amount of protests, um, like the amount of times just at a protest, I've had inappropriate comments made to me, like, the other day, I'll just recount one, there was one where uh, a guy was like, coming up to me and talking to me and I was like, no, I'm not really in the mood. And he was like, well, I put a phone on your face. And I was like, oh my God, this is so old. And I, you know, I've never been an angry person. So I just always respond to things with like smart or like sass. That's always been my thing. But um, he was obviously not getting it. And I was like, you know what I'm getting? And he goes, you know what, I can watch. And I was just like, you know, this is the shit that gets exhausting for black women. These are the comments and the microaggressions that make it so that I don't want to shove in the space. And then you're concerned why I don't want you to be in power you want to stand up in front of a bunch of people and say, like, you know, rah, 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 black rights. It's like, you can't even understand the distinction between public sphere violence, like the shit you do in the public and black women being killed and private sphere violence, which is something me and Jay talked about a bunch in our debates, but this idea of private sphere violence—what goes on and the outside—it's like I would never say to it someone, goes on
0: in my house. Q, stays in my house. Yeah, yes.
2: exactly, <laughs> exactly. And that kind of logic is really toxic. That I think that you know, confronting that private sphere violence, confronting that hyper masculinity, just takes eyes. You know, my dad's in the NOI, and I think that a lot of his shit is hypermas. And for the Nation of Islam. And I think a lot of his shit is hypermasculine and when confronted about it, it's like there's 19 responses um, to the blanket criticism that that, you know, it is hypermasculine and they're rehearsed But none of them stem from actually hearing what's being said and the criticisms that are being levied like specifically it's always just like a, a you know, like no the Quran says this, you know, we gotta have you dress modestly, we gotta have you do this. And, you know, that's the kind of logic that shaped the black power movement. That's the kind of logic that shows up in protest. And like, I think that I don't necessarily have the answer because black women have been speaking um, uh, and have been advocating and there are enough resources for black men out there, which is why Jay's reading is fundamental is important because there is enough reading out there to learn how to engage in 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 protest that is not so centered on ego. So yeah, maybe power is inevitable, but ego is, and and I think that maybe drawing a distinction there is significant.
1: I think you, you, that's, a, that's a mic drop. You know what I'm saying? Nah, what I what I look like it. I mean, from what it sounds like, it's just like you niggas need to do the work. Like I think it's 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 emotional work that's required in order to hear a rough around the edges and not even fuck rough, a raw, a uncensored, you know what I'm saying? Uh, A criticism of you, you know what I'm saying? You as a man and be able to elevate uh, above, you know, the initial feelings of being criticized and be able to see, yo, this is, you know what I'm saying? This is, this is, this is how I do better. You know what I mean, I know she read books. Let me look at something. Let me read some of the books she read. You know what I'm saying? Let me pay attention to to some more of the shit. Which I feel like it's is is something that he tried to say more towards the end of the song, where he had, again, where he admits that um he he himself ain't doing enough. You feel me? But because you centered like he centered a lot of the criticism uh in 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 the verse, it that that becomes that becomes the narrative, and so. I mean, and then we get, I'll say this and then I'll let y'all, I'll let y'all get y'all thoughts out and we can, and we can close it out.
0: Yeah, but I say, um, I, yeah I'll let them say what they are gonna say. Then I get the closing statements. We've been on for two hours a day. We on, we on, we on our old school.
1: Yeah, this how we used to days. do. This, yeah, this <laughs> how we used to do. But look, but I, but in terms of, I mean, first we're speaking um, with Toyin, um, Salou, you feel me? That's, those are the names that, like those are the names that become even more tragic based off of how we as black people treat them. You know what I mean? Like say her name to me has the same frustration that I have with black lives matter because we th- these are statements that shouldn't have to be said. Just like we shouldn't have to say black lives matter. We shouldn't have to tell people, you know what I'm saying? Say her name, you feel me? We You shouldn't be reminded. Like this is a black woman who's on the front lines Fighting the battle for Black people as a whole. Well, I mean, the least we could do is pay attention to to, uh, to the to the, uh, the intra-racial violence. Though, uh, would you say that that private sphere violence? You feel me? Understand the, the the impact that the structures that we fight in play out in our mentality in ways that we don't even really fully understand. You know what I mean? Just like when you talk about the NOI and their relation, their relationship to massaging is like, what you mean? We think sisters <laughs> up it up and not understanding how that, that's a massage. You know what I'm mean? saying? <laughs> like, like, how does she work? You feel me? And so, because, because our, our sisters are dealing with what they're dealing with, it's up to us niggas. Like, nigga, you gotta put your, like, I mean, uh, your ego to the side. Eat that criticism and grow, period. Like niggas, it's the most cliche thing to say is you know, it's like a, like a, a in a cocoon, you know, when you were a, a, a caterpillar. You feel me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It get, it, it get uncomfortable you know in the cocoon right before you about to spread the wings. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know
2: what I'm saying? Last thing I'll say is like, I just read up on this and I was like a little bit shocked that he said the next, that he tweeted the next day, no remorse. Like he said, I stand by everything I said in my song last night, right or wrong. Um, It's how I felt. It was honest. So it's like not, if even if I wasn't upset about what he did in the song, I am upset about like Black women being like, what the fuck are you doing? And him being like, I stand by it. And using some like shitty, lame form of emotional intelligence that's like, it might right or wrong, it was honest. like, no, there are. I, I don't believe all feelings are valid, and I'm actually maybe a bitch for believing that, but not all feelings are valid. If your feeling is like based in misogyny and shittiness, then that's not a valid feeling, and it doesn't come before black women's feelings. So he didn't have the right to say, regardless of how you felt, or regardless of the actual implication. Like, basically, he said, fuck what you're feeling
1: because I because it was what I was feeling.
2: Yeah.
1: Me and Toya had that had this conversation um earlier today. And that and that was that was her major frustration. It's like not only was your timing bad, but you came back and doubled down. And Toya felt that he was a bit condescending when he was like, look, I don't read. She didn't want to read. You know what I'm saying I'm just, you feel me? I don't know shit. I'm just a rapping ass nigga. Yeah, I mean, it's like it, you dealing with something that needs to be handled with a, with much more thought than how you dealing with it. Yeah, I mean, like yeah, it, man. Because sometimes it do take taking a step back and being like, eh. I mean, I, I get it. It was like this is just how you felt. But again, like I've I've, I've said what I what I've yeah, man. Oh,
3: man. There's no excuse. I'm looking for part two. I want to hear more of how he's working through this. I agree with. A bunch of y'all sentiments i'm just i'm a black woman in america i'm exhausted i'm not about to talk to nobody nice you gonna get it how you get it if you don't like it then don't eat here i don't have nothing else really (laughs) it's not a restaurant um this is like burger
0: king
1: (laughs)
3: yeah i'm gonna continue to try and be thoughtful about how i engage black men you know everybody is not for everybody and we are all humans and we all have interpersonal relations But we also have, like, larger connections to one another at, you know, the level of we're all trying to struggle against anti-Blackness, against white supremacy, against neoliberal capitalist exploitation, all of the, you know, homophobia, transphobia. Y'all need to struggle a little more. But we all we all struggling a little um, together. So I'm trying to be patient, but nonetheless disappointed and, like, exhausted. I am.
0: And, and, and this is what i say in conclusion to uh to, uh to to uh, wrap up this long ass segment of the chop up we <laughs> had today, right? We started off with a conversation with J. Cole and tone policing. I think that J. Cole missed the mark in understanding that right now we have a lot of black women and black trans people that's being murdered in the streets by cops and by other niggas, man. So when it comes down to tone policing, you feel me? Nigga really should have put that Tone Police hat on and shifted that shit towards, you know what I'm saying, the black community as a Yo, whole niggas. End, You feel yeah. me? Because it's like peep, peep game. J. Cole having a message and saying it to niggas is going to register a whole lot different than whatever no name could say in a tweet or in a song because it's J. Cole talking to niggas. You feel me? With that being said, man, y'all y'all, y'all make sure y'all forget, make sure y'all don't forget this woman in Tallahassee, Toying. She was putting her blood, sweat, and tears on the line, literally laboring for the livelihood of black people, straight, gay, Christian, Muslim, Hebrew, Israelite, whatever the hell you was, toying was for you. Next time you make you a hashtag, next time you call yourself rallying or protesting, next time you call yourself talking to some friends, and you say some shit about Black Lives Matter, make sure you be very purposeful and intentional when you talk about black women, or you talk about black trans people. Other than that, don't talk about black lives matter and you got some asterisks to that shit, you feel me? Be real. Say black lives matter, but only the black people that fuck the way I fuck. If you're gonna say black lives matter, black lives matter, but only to the black men that I think that's real niggas. Be real with your shit though. Be very purposeful and intentional with your language. That's the main thing we want you to get from this episode today. Chop up rest in power, Brianna. Rest in power, Toyan. Rest in power, Brianna. Rest in power, Toyan. Shit, uh, say that name, Miana Dior, and y'all better, y'all, y'all better. I, I encourage, I, you know, I'm gonna leave this with a, with a with a with a with a request of action. You feel me? I challenge each and everybody to go to Google. It's a list of over a hundred black women names that's been murdered by the police. A lot of us, and myself included, can only rattle off maybe five names. Go learn these women, man.
1: Tell the people your social media. What?
3: what? I don't. Oh, know you anything. got to if you don't want to, though. You know, this is I, really free got pub. Media like that. Uh, I got like an Instagram or something like that, or a, a yeah. Twitter. What's the Insta? What's, what's your Insta? Like, yo, what's your Insta? What's your IG? <laughs> My Instagram is the underscore Royal Rumble.
1: Hey the underscore royal, the underscore royal underscore rumble. Bet. She on there? She lit. She lit. A Doctor soon, so y'all y'all step y'all game up. But anyway, <laughs> hey, it's been real. Follow us everywhere. You get your podcast, Apple, Google, uh, whatever. You feel me? You can find us on on TikTok or me and George at least at the political plug. George at the conscious. Uh, You can find us on IG, at the Chop Up Show, at the Chop Up Show, Facebook, part of the good shit, YouTube. It's been real, man. I know it's late, but this has been the Chop Up.
0: The Chop Up.
2: And it is ending now. We good.